Welcome to Faith and Family, a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. And now from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood and welcome to Faith and Family. We are in a special series on the book of Sirach from the Old Testament, the only book in the Bible that had the nickname in the early church, the church book, because it was so widely used in the pagan environment in which the early church found itself. It was used to teach people how to live authentic Christian lives in the midst of a culture that didn't reinforce it. And how relevant is that for today? Now, today is episode 339, and that's the only thing you need to remember, along with an email, how you can get in touch with this broadcast, broadcast, and that email is askthehost at gmail.com. And as I promised in last episode, I am going to be giving you a wealth of resources for intelligent design, namely that our world didn't evolve by chance, but it was designed and created by God. This is the fundamental building block of faith. Uh, Hebrews 11, when it goes through the catalog of the great sources of faith, the men of faith, women of faith, it begins with God creating the world. Genesis 1, that's the foundation of the Bible. You take that out, and the, the whole structure collapses. The same with the creed. It's the first line of the creed. So it, really what's driving me somewhat crazy is I hear repeatedly, there's no conflict between faith and science. Now, it is absolutely true that there is no conflict between faith and true science. But when you say to a young person in the 21st century, oh, there's no conflict between faith and science, <laughs> what planet are you from? This is World War III and Four put together. It's a monumental conflict between faith and science, and they need equipping for the battle that they find themselves in. And that's what we want to do today. Now, I'm going to give you a lot of resources, and so you can listen to me and not worry about writing everything down. Just remember our email, pretty easy to remember, askthehost at gmail.com. And if you can remember episode 339, you're way ahead of the game, and just just request the handout. I have three pages of resources, but just in case you want to get it real quick, I have four of the resources highlighted that you can find within 20 seconds and see where I'm recommending you begin. <laughs> okay, these are the invaluable, well, they're all invaluable, but some are more invaluable than others. How about that? I'm going to start with a quote from Sirach, chapter 16, starting in verse 24. Listen to me, my son, and acquire knowledge. And to put this in proper context, when it says, listen to me, my son, this is how Scripture can be used by a father or a mother to instruct children, but also it gives you a picture of how instructors viewed themselves 
in the time of Sirach was written before the time of Christ and, and even afterwards, it wasn't kind of this very abstract relationship between teacher and student. The teacher was almost like a father to his students. So it says, listen to me, my son, and acquire knowledge. Pay close attention to my words, and I will impart instruction by weight and declare knowledge accurately. Now, here we go. Sirach 16, verses 26 and 27. The works of the Lord have existed from the beginning by his creation. And when he made them, he determined their divisions. He arranged his works in an eternal order. Now, Sirach doesn't have to really elaborate on this, although he makes a strong point and pulls a relationship between teacher and student or parent and child to say, pay real close attention to this. And don't get all discouraged by what's going on in our world, particularly the youth fallout. This is the main reason youth identify for leaving the Catholic Church. We're seeking to prevent it. And one of the ways you, mom and dad, can prevent it is getting a hold of this resource, askthehost at gmail.com, episode 339. You're going to get all the resources you need to undergird exactly what was taken for granted in Sirach's day, what was taken for granted in Jesus's day, what was taken for granted by St. Augustine, and right through, and even all the controversies of the Protestant Reformation. This was taken for granted until about 161 years ago, thanks to Charles Darwin. He says, no, there isn't a special order. There isn't a special arrangement of God's works. Uh, and it wasn't like God had so carefully arranged everything. No, this is random chance over long periods of time. This all came to be and challenges it. And this is where young people in school grades, school age, uh, high school, college are finding themselves. So I'm just going to give you one reference from the catechism, and then we're going to go to the resources. The catechism, section 299. Because God creates through wisdom, his creation is ordered. You have arranged all things by measure and number and weight. And that's from the book of wisdom. The book of wisdom is the first cousin of Sirach, along with the book of Proverbs. Proverbs, Sirach, and the book of wisdom are all cousins to each other, bringing God's wisdom to daily life. Now, here's your first highlighted resource I'm going to recommend. It's a parent's guide to intelligent design, and it's free. It's a free 28-page download from the Discovery Institute, and I'm not going to try to give you the web link over the air. Again, askthehost at gmail.com. And if you can't remember episode 339 because you're driving and can't write it down, just say the one that God created the world or intelligent design. And here's what you're going to get in that 28-page handout. First of all, you're just going to get a few pages of a very succinct summary of what's at stake here and what is intelligent design. 
And then for parents, they're going to point out the textbook weaknesses that your children will encounter. See, we're going to anticipate this situation. We're not going to be reactive, but proactive. Then it gives you a critique of theistic evolution. And you should know since about the 1950s, theistic evolution, and I'm going to go ahead and say it, has been a plague in the Catholic Church. Now, I realize it was a well-intended plague. In other words, evolution has invaded our culture, and a lot of people said, well, what can we do? We'll just, we'll just ride the evolutionary train and put God on it. Well, that's not working. It, it was a good stopgap measure, perhaps, but since we know about DNA and the great design within each and every cell, that it's no longer a very appropriate thing. And those who are using it, uh, by their own admission, are losing young people left and right. They're falling away and leaving the Catholic Church. So, you get a critique of theistic evolution. Again, very quick, I'm going to give you some more extensive resources. You'll get some helpful websites that you as a parent can go to for the education of your children. If you happen to be homeschooling, they give you some homeschooling tips of what you can do. And then it gives you a list of about seven videos and documentaries that you can use to reinforce your teaching of your children. Now, I'm going to mention a book that's actually I'm going to mention in the advanced category of books, but there'll be a reason why. And the book is entitled, Undeniable, subtitled, How Biology Confirms Our Intuition That Life is Designed. And that's by Douglas Axe. Now, I mentioned that because this is where everything that I'm going to be mentioning in the next couple of minutes comes from. Douglas Axe also has some very good YouTube lectures. There's one from Dallas and another YouTube lecture, and this is one I really like, entitled How Four-Year-Olds Grasp Design Better Than Most Biology Professors. And his point is that you don't need a PhD to know that we are not a cosmic accident and that, that design is as obvious as the day. And the Bible reinforces this scholar's point that he makes in a book that's somewhat advanced. The YouTube lectures are very understandable. It might be a good place to start. But listen to St. Paul says in the first chapter of Romans. He says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and wickedness of men who by their wickedness suppress the truth. And he's going to talk about God as creator. So if you're going to deny God as creator, you have to actively suppress the obvious. That's the point that Douglas Axe makes in his book, Undeniable. The next verse, St. Paul says, Romans 1, 19, for what is known about God is plain to them, for God has shown it to them. This isn't a mystery. And it says, ever since the creation of the world, his invisible nature, namely his eternal power and deity have been clearly perceived in the things that have been made. And this is exactly what Douglas Axe 
is talking about. By the way, Axe is spelled A-X-E, Douglas Axe. Now, just so you know how powerful this is, the idea that it's obvious that things just didn't come together by random chance, the Wall Street Journal back in April 18th of 2014 had a book review of picture books that atheistic evolutionists are coming up with because the atheists were freaking out, so to speak, because their kids were coming up with a very rudimentary child's view of intelligent design. They perceived design in their world, in nature, in things that have been made. And so they recognized that children should be taught evolution while still in kindergarten and through elementary uh, ages because, quote, children start to invoke an ultimate godlike designer to explain the complexity of the world around them, even children brought up as atheists. How great is this? Uh, this is They're admitting their weak spot. It's not by chance, it's by design, okay? So my first recommendation I already gave you was the A Parent's Guide to Intelligent Design by the Discovery Institute. The next thing, and again, I only have four highlighted, so try to make it simple in case there's more information I'm providing in the free handout for you than you want. The second highlight is a YouTube video that lasts for three minutes and 37 seconds, and it's entitled The Watchmaker, and it makes the point exactly what I just made. It's obvious that things that are have any complexity to them, things that require information for making it and skill don't happen by chance, but by design. The Watchmaker, a YouTube video, three minutes and 37 seconds. Now, this is a resource that's on my handout. I even provide a link for you that um, most intelligent design websites don't mention. But I think give your children a child's microscope. I bought one for a whole bunch of my grandchildren. They're only $13.99 on Amazon. And I'll provide a link for you if in case you want to know what I bought. But there's plenty. Get a child's microscope and let them see the complexity and the design of the simplest things. Many of you by now know of the Barna polling center. Barna does a lot of religious polling, and it was founded. He's no longer working for it. It was founded by, by a man by the name of George Barna. And this is what he said about the topic we're talking about today. He said, our worldview begins developing before we are two years old and is most fully formed before we reach our teenage years. That worldview helps us identify who we want to be, how we want to live, and what we consider to be right and wrong. So, is what St. Paul was saying in Romans. It's what Sirach is saying. It's the foundation of wisdom for godly living in everyday life 
is knowing who we are, where we come from, how we were made. And George Barna is saying it begins developing at two. So obviously you're going to have to wait a little older than two, but I don't know if there's a child in America that doesn't like Legos. So why don't you just get a box of Legos and dump them on your your dining room table, okay? And say, if I keep putting all these Lego pieces from this back in this box and keep dumping them on the table, will something like the shape of a fort over a robot appear? No, because somebody has to design it and somebody has to make it in order and shape it. You go, okay, but what if I just wait a long time? In other words, I dump these Legos on the dining room table and let's wait all week to see if they come together. Will they come together then? These are the type of things you can do with your children to get them thinking consciously of design. Now, I'm going to give you two resources that are highlighted, the last two, and they're for the older teens and early 20s, because this is when the young people are leaving the church in droves. One is a book entitled Defeating Darwinism by Opening Minds by a wonderful man by the name of Philip Johnson. Philip Johnson passed away in 2019. He was a guest, I believe, multiple times on, on this radio show. Philip Johnson was a professor of law, and he would teach logic, and he brought to the whole idea of origins, where we came from, that the facts you used have to be up to the quality of evidence that can be accepted in a court of law. If not, it's just hearsay or something like that. This is an excellent book. It's written on a high school level. It's a thin book, but I will tell you, Philip Johnson will make you think on every page. Most books don't do that. This is a great book for high schoolers, how to think in a sharp fashion about intelligent design. And if you happen to be homeschooling or developing your own curriculum in a Christian private school, there's a book entitled Tips for Teens on Intelligent Design, and this is a study guide written by, I believe, a homeschooling mother for those who want to use Philip Johnson's Defeating Darwinism by Opening Minds. Key resources. That's why it's one of the four things highlighted on this handout. Now, the second resource, and again, this is for older teens, unless I would say maybe younger teens, unless they're you know, perhaps if younger teens are really sharp and are interested in topic, but otherwise maybe the last couple of years of high school, uh, particularly uh, gathering your sons or daughters, friends that are between high school and college and that summer ready to head off, this they're going to have to have, okay? Or else they are going to be bombarded with information that they can't refute. They need to know that there is scientific information on the other side. Don't fall for the trap of thinking, just saying there's no conflict between science and faith. There's going to be a big conflict when they hit the campus, even Catholic campuses. So you have to prepare them beforehand. And what you want is a DVD series with Stephen Meyer. He's a bright Cambridge scholar, PhD, 
who is in a live group of, I'm thinking they're either early college or late high school students. So this is a live presentation. It's made for this audience, and it's called True U, for True University, True U 01, and it's entitled, Does God Exist? Building the Scientific Case with Stephen Meyer. There are 10 sessions. These are utterly valuable for you. Now, how do you get these? Okay. Now, I have to mention, and I'm not recommending this. You might be surprised at this. They are now available. I was rather shocked to see this on Amazon Prime. Um, A few weeks ago, they were free. (laughs) Now, it's a hefty fee to do this. I would not recommend depending on Amazon Prime. Things are disappearing from Amazon that don't fit in with our woke culture, okay? I recommend purchasing the DVD with the 10 sessions with Stephen Meyer, True You 01, Does God Exist? Building the Scientific Case. And you can buy those from Amazon as well as the uh, christianbook.com website. Both sell the exact same thing about the same price. Here's why. If these things disappear, they will be gone forever. Now, let's just say I knew what my kids would face. By the way, I lost my faith, so to speak, or I just thought my faith was kind of a joke because at I was either 13 or 14, the one question I had was about how God creating the world squared with evolution. I was being taught in school. I didn't get a single answer. And I had, oh, I get it. There's really nothing to this. And the next seven years of my life, I'm lucky to be alive. Let's just say that. And I'm not wishing any young person to go through this. Now, okay, having gone through that, if I had a three-year-old today, I would buy Stephen Meyer's DVDs for the time before they head off to college. Why is that? They could easily disappear and they're too valuable. I have predicted two books that would disappear. One was John Paul II's uh, Pontifical Council for the Family's Recommendations on Sex Education. It's gone. The other was Joseph Nicolosi's book on preventing homosexuality. Try to find that on Amazon. So I'm just saying, buy the DVDs. You'll have links right on the handout. Now, there's a problem with youth groups in the sense that you have basically trying to get young people gathered, which is hard. You have pizza, Pepsi, and a brief devotional, and that might suffice for high school, but the world is going to change if they go off to college. The world is really going to change, and fewer then one out of five young people have any idea how the Bible ought to inform their scholarship and professional life. And so it's really a lot of very shallow faith through the Pepsi and pizza youth groups. What I recommend is solution. Not everybody's going to be interested, but you have a youth group plus 
a discipleship group, a smaller group of those within the youth group that want to be a part of it to take things a little deeper and learn some apologetics, learn some catechism, learn some scripture, and by all means, learn intelligent design. And this is the type of group that you would use Stephen Meyer's DVDs for, okay? Real important. Now, there are three advanced books that I recommend by Stephen Meyer, uh, Darwin's Doubt, Signature in the Cell, and recently The Return of the God Hypothesis, all three by Stephen Meyer along with Michael Behe's book, Darwin's Black Box. These are a little bit more advanced, a little bit more on the college level, or maybe even somebody studying for a postgraduate degree. Um, I mentioned these. Don't just discount them because if you're willing to invest an hour, there are YouTube video lectures by on almost each of these books that you can see the author giving a one-hour presentation of what like Stephen Meyer's uh, book, Signature in a Cell, is 611 pages. That takes a long time to read. In one hour, you can get the gist of it. And then finally, I have a special advanced section of resources for priests, theologians, and apologists who believe in theistic evolution. And there's a massive book entitled Theistic Evolution, a Scientific, Philosophical, and Theological Critique. And this would greatly benefit anyone believing in theistic evolution. Now, I, I've mentioned several times it was a well-intentioned effort, but it's totally inadequate for young people today. This book will probably erase any doubt. And then in case there's any doubt, a young, brilliant Dominican has two books, one entitled Aquinas and Evolution, why St. Thomas's teaching on the origins is incompatible with evolutionary theory, and the second, Catholicism and Evolution, a history from Darwin to Pope Francis. And those two would be great, again, for a priest, a theologian, and an apologist who believe in theistic evolution. And here's a challenge. Um, I'll, I'll pay 50% if you call and challenge an apologist who believes in theistic evolution if they'll read one of these books or one of Stephen Meyer's books, okay? I'll pay half, right out of my own pocket. This is critical. A lot of people are being lulled to sleep, particularly parents saying there's no conflict, no, there's a war going on where our children are involved and we need to equip them. Again, all you have to do is write us. It's absolutely free, there's no cost. Just say episode 339, send an email to ask the host at gmail.com. And I'm Steve Wood, your host. Faith and Family is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at dads.org.